0: good morning campers al and jerry don't worry it's only an hour long and most days it doesn't sun. all right here we go
1: wednesday 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 fliegelman what's happening man across from me he made the johnson from the jersey shore his name is
0: al louis dukes what's up good morning jerry you're sounding so much better than you were the other day. I, yeah, i feel a lot better your voice is good. strong yeah i feel good all right. Got a little sleep, got some meds. Here we go. All right. Good to hear, Jerry. Good to have you back. So, yesterday I had the afternoon program on Evan and Tiki. And I guess this uh, was after Aaron Rodgers had talked on the um, Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Essentially, uh, you know, saying he believes in the coaches and all this stuff. And there was some criticism, I believe, from Sean Marash about uh, Nate Hackett. And uh, Tiki Barber took to his defense. I believe Tiki is very good friends with Nathaniel Hackett. He is. We've heard that prior. Yeah. So, But it just... He was saying Nathaniel Hackett is a very good coach, right? So we saw Nathaniel Hackett this year. We saw Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach in Denver. Yep. And uh, Tiki pretty much said, well, his system is for Aaron Rodgers. And his system... So does that... I mean, make, what happens when Aaron Rodgers is gone? <laughs> right, so does that make him a good... good? I just would w- have led me to believe. There is no way to determine whether any coach is good or not or any player is good or not because there are way too many factors that go into it Correct. than just, here is this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Bill Belichick's any good. I really don't. Because he had Tom Brady when he was so good. He had Tom Brady... Like, the, here's now, what I know. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Josh Daniels, and... Josh McDaniels. Uh, Josh McDaniels and uh, Bill Belichick are a great three-man team. I don't know removing any one of them works. And, and we don't know that it doesn't. And we don't know that it doesn't. Because Josh McDaniels did
1: leave during the Brady years. The That's true. The Patriots still won. They had Brady. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know because, you know, people will point to a lot of the Belichick haters will say he's never won anything without Brady. Uh, but then the Brady, the Belichick supporters will point to all the Super Bowls and the time he had with the Giants, and then they'll say, well, Bill Parcells never won without Bill Belichick. you got to have the right pieces in place. Yes, a a guy that doesn't know what the hell he's doing can ruin a very good team. But if you're a coach that works hard, I mean, I, I've told you this many times, well, at least a few times, or maybe a couple of times at least once, um, going back to when I was with Columbia and, and Norris Wilson was the coach, and eh, they weren't a great team. They weren't bad when he was there, but they weren't a great team. And he would, I would go in and watch film with him from time to time, not often, a couple times, maybe three, four. And he would point out plays that they worked on in practice. And then he would show you where the play breaks down because one guy slipped or one guy missed a tackle. And you look like an idiot for making that call. You've got to have perfect execution. You've got to have the right mix of players in place. And you've got to have the belief. I do think, like when Bill Parcells went to the Jets, he brought an aura with him. Um, when Bill Parcells went to the Cowboys, he brought an aura with him. Now neither one of those teams won the Super Bowl, but they got much better, much quicker with him at the top. Um, there's only so much a coach can do, though. Like I said, he didn't win there; they didn't win Super Bowls. Uh, but it makes a difference. It's not the end all, be all, though, because I'm sure we can find coaches that won that weren't great coaches.
0: Right? No, there's all this talk about Bill Belichick's going to leave the Patriots, and uh, oh, San Diego. I have. I can't tell you what San Diego's record is going to be. I'm um, the LA We know charges. what you mean. Yes, we know what you mean. What the, their record is going to be with Justin Herbert and Bill Belichick? They may win six games. They I might. Have no idea. Yeah, they, they might. We do, and but, they might
1: go fourteen and three.
0: Right. Don't the know. Bottom line is, we have no idea if Bill Belichick's a good coach. I have no idea if Nathaniel Hackett's a good coach. I guess we're pretty sure that Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers are a good combo. Correct. But I don't know that individually.
1: I think if anything that proves or would show is that Nathaniel Hackett can't adapt to anybody else. Correct. Which And that's not a good mark for a coach. No. I mean, that's the one thing you've got to coach to your personnel. Um, and I there was a thing out there, and I don't know if it was ever confirmed or if it was just a theory from a reporter, but the 30-point second half last week when they beat Houston, the Jets did, it was one of the writers, uh, he was probably just thinking out loud on social media, but it made a lot of sense to me where he said... It feels like, and I'm paraphrasing, but it feels like Aaron Rodgers went to Nathaniel Hackett and said, well, you let the kid play already and stop, you know, holding him back. I'm not saying that was the case because then you saw he got his ass kicked in Miami. But you do wonder, like, how they alter the game plan. What do they do in one player's absence to another? And if you can't adapt and make those, like, here's a good example. Mike Tomlin, a good coach? I have no idea. I think Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach. That team looks like crap right now, and has at times. Been, was it because of Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, I don't believe that to be the case.
0: I think they were a good combination. I think all the pieces have to fit. I really do. Yeah, and there, there doesn't, though, seem to be any game plan for an Aaron Rodgers injury next year. Uh No. Well, we don't know
1: that yet because we don't know who the backup quarterback is going to be. Like That's something that will be determined in the offseason if they go get a competent backup quarterback. Right,
0: but if, if the system of Nathaniel Hackett's system works for Aaron Rodgers and the backup in their game plan was Tim Boyle, sorry, that's not a backup plan. Correct. It was terrible. It was and Zach Wilson, you're bring Tim Boyle, and Trevor Simeon as the season progressed. Somebody else in and they're not the Nate Hackett system. Right, because you can't even
1: say that you need a better quarterback because they had Russell Wilson. He had Russell Wilson in Denver, right. and that didn't work. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I uh, guess you better hope mm. when you put all your eggs in one basket, which they have, you know, at least all their offensive eggs in one basket because defensively we know they're good, you better hope that this guy can get through a season.
0: Yeah, I'm no longer going to heap praise on individuals. I don't blame it's you. It's just going to be teams from here on out. But, and again, why
1: do I <laughs> – I know the quarterback's an important position. I'm well aware. That's why it's so ridiculous to give the quarterback 25% of the salary. It just doesn't make sense. Because you can be a great quarterback if you don't have the players around you. You're not winning. You're not.
0: Is Baba Bowie the greatest radio producer of all time? Or did he have Howard Stern for 30 years? Or was Howard Stern only good because of Baba Bowie? Right. <laughs> we don't. Well, the only way to know, Jerry... Is, is for to them put, to break, break up with David Lee Roth. Correct. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any right, sense you have anymore. To have the,
1: you have to have the right,
0: the right uh, combos. You need combos. Yeah. So no more talking. This is for all sports talk radio across the country. No more heaping praise or criticism on individuals. Groups only. So Tom Brady, although Tom Brady could prove it that <laughs> he went two different places. All right, he went to Tampa and one. All right, so Tom Brady may be the exception to <laughs> the rule. I do think I think there is
1: a noticeable difference when you've got a coach that's lost, and the team reflects not being prepared. I mean, you can, there are times you can see a team just doesn't know what to do. They don't make any in-game adjustments, and they just get like when the Broncos. So, this, so this is a good one. Sean Payton's a good head coach. I think we can agree. I'm not calling him the greatest head coach of all time. Or is he Drew Brees and Sean and Payton? And I would have said that weeks ago had the Broncos not kind of rebounded and, and found some success. And oh, they're 7-7 right. seven and seven now after a 1-5 start. So they've played much better, and they look more like the team we thought they would be. But this is a great example. They give up 70 points in Miami, and that looked like an unprepared football team. They looked like they didn't know what they were doing. In most cases, I would say that's on the coach. Was it? I, I don't know was the defense not want to play that day? Don't know.
0: So it's a, That's why all these conversations are stupid. They really are. Yeah. But I think you're right. The the not being able to adapt, I think makes you not a good coach. I'm I'm with you because you have to be, and it's not even just you because
1: it's the guys in the booth. Like there's only so much of a head coach is on the sideline, which they all are, right? They're getting information from what is being seen from the coordinators in the booth or if the coordinators are on the field with them whatever coaches are in the booth they're the ones that are getting the overhead shot they're the ones that see the plays developing they're the ones that have to help him through they're the ones that even tell him about the replay not to make the final decision but they give their input like we're seeing this throw the flag um it's a it is a it is a team effort man from top to bottom and you got to have the right guys.
0: That's, that's all I will say is you got to have the right plays. But knowing, uh, yeah. And knowing what we've seen in particular this year in the NFL, but over the last couple of years, where the amount of quarterbacks that played because of injuries, yeah. you're again, the Jets again are going to do all next season with the entire team on Aaron Rodgers' back. Yeah. And if he gets a concussion. If he hurts his leg again, well, if he the biggest hurts thing it, you have to avoid, the biggest thing he has to avoid is the season long injury.
1: Listen, he gets hurt and misses a couple of games. That's life in the NFL. You have to adjust. You got to figure that out. A lot of teams have gone through that. A lot of teams. Not every injury is a season ending injury, but if something catastrophic happens, he ain't coming back again. There's no way if he has another season ending injury in September. He's going to rehab for six months and then come back at the age of forty-one again, having really not played all that much. So I think he's got to avoid the season-ending injury. He's got to be able to give you fourteen good starts out of seventeen, and he's got to be healthy come January. I mean, that's it. And then you're, and then you're running with Aaron. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. That's what the Jets have that's what they've built here right now.
0: Did you think Barry Switzer was a good professional football coach, head coach? Um, that's a tough question to answer because he
1: won in 95 with all of the players that were assembled by Jimmy Johnson and the team had started to be picked apart by, that's when free agency began. So I don't, I, I think a lot of Cowboy fans think Barry Switzer was not a good head coach. I don't believe that. I think had Barry Switzer and the Cowboys been able to keep that team together, he would have won multiple times as well. And the Cowboys were kind of picked apart at that point by free agency, um and contracts and all sorts of things like that he wasn't a bad head coach I don't know but I don't know
0: if he was good or bad because it was different and everybody's going to compare him to Jimmy Johnson in those few years he was there yeah it's similar to when I was uh, covering the Buccaneers those years where it's like John Gruden won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers with all of Tony Dungy's players correct was that because Tony Dungy wasn't a good head coach And he was the missing piece. Or was it just dumb luck that that year it all came together?
1: Well, but even like, and not even, not to switch sports, but in the same topic, it's kind of like when I sat here, I forget when it was when I was defending Aaron Boone, not to get into that conversation, but good manager, bad manager, Buck Showalter, you you can be the manager of the year one year, the next year you're fired. I mean, like none of it makes any sense. And so I would sit there and say, um, whoever I'd be, probably Sal when I was co-hosting this summer, you you call and you kill Aaron Boone. Well, and I remember doing this with you when the Rangers won the World Series. Was Aaron Boone a bad manager when Aaron Judge goes 1-for-13 in the playoffs or has an 0-for-4 three-strikeout performance and leaves seven guys on base? Yet if Aaron Judge does what everybody expects Aaron Judge to do, including himself, and knocks in four runs with all those guys in scoring position and they win a game 5-2 to two instead of lose 2-1, now Aaron Boone's—he didn't do anything different. He just sat there. The lineup goes out there and you guys got to perform. It's, it's It really is. They're silly conversations. Yeah.
0: I know, but that's what we do. I know that's what we do. It's crazy because we'll go week to week killing one guy, then praising him, then he sucks, then he's awesome. What did I say Monday to you? We're all morons. Really.
1: We overreact to everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, it's... I'll tell you, here's a good one. So the Yankees got Juan Soto. And now, I mean, listening to McMonagle. He is banking on Yamamoto going to the Yankees, too. Everybody's talking this Yamamoto is going to be, you know, the next Sandy Koufax. Like, this guy is it. If he turns out to be a bust, and I am not saying he's going to be. He's been incredible in Japan. But if he turns out to be a bust in three years, they'll be killing Brian Cashman for signing this guy that never stepped a foot on American soil except in the World Baseball Classic and gave him all this money. Right. And you can write that down. You know there will be people that will be killing him. Even though we all would have done the same thing, they'll be killing him for that move.
0: Right, look at all this money he committed. Yes.
1: And And now the Yankees are hamstrung by contracts and... I mean, come on. Carlos Rodon was a good one. Yes, some will point and say, well, he had an injured, you know, injured pass. You know what? When they signed him last year, everybody loved the move. They loved it. And then he doesn't pitch. What were they thinking? He's pain injuries in his past. I mean, shut up. It really is silly. Yeah, did you hear that? Shut up. Well, I mean, I, I'm part of shut that. Shut your faces. I, am, I am part of that too. Me too. It's just, it's unfortunately, it is a results business. Do you think, now I know back in the day, reporters were more friendly with the players. If you go back into the 40s and the 50s, they I only really think because they traveled with them on the trains and everything, and I think they probably protected the players a little bit more clearly than now. But there were articles that were critical of them. Do you think it's gotten worse, or is it a combination of, A, social media, clearly that's made it worse, or do you think it's the money we're paying for tickets now that makes it even... Um, I don't want to say more damaging, that's not the right word, but we're we're more critical of them in everything because of the money we
0: do spend when we go to these games. I think it's the money that we see being spent on the players. So I don't think it's okay. necessary, because I still think the overwhelming majority of people don't go to games, but when you see that a guy is getting paid $40 million a year. And he bats 212. Yeah, that's stupid. I, I agree. Or throws
1: 17 touchdown passes, 17
0: interceptions. Right. That is very true, and there are a lot of a lot of overpaid players. And then when that then hamstrings your team from making other moves, that really pisses us off. Yes, yeah, very true. All right, we're just
1: getting started. Five seventeen. Nice to have you with us on this Wednesday. We're just a few days away from Christmas. I heard McMonagle with the Rudolph music overnight, getting into the holiday spirit. We'll take a quick break. We got more for you, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan.